Welcome back to another episode of the Yo 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 podcast with Martin and Hooter, dude. What up, guys? What up, Hooter? What is up? Well, listen, we got another special guest. Here he is. Yes, my friend, my longtime friend, Mr. <laughs> Rick Ramos. Uh, dude, how, how long have I known you? Seriously, Ricky. Let's see. I've been in L.A. I just hit, I'll be hitting 18 years, so we would known each other at least 17 and a half. 17 and a half. Yeah, we met over at the Wild Coyote over in Montebello. Was it the Wild I Coyote? I think it was. I thought I met you at the CNC Rib Factory. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no, not bullshitting. No, 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 no. That fuck. Did you hear about the CNC Rib Factory? <laughs> no, no. It was a house. It was a fucking house. It was a restaurant house. It was a restaurant house in the fucking ghettoest in fucking. Long Beach it's like the, it was like some border of Long Beach in a neighborhood. Yes. And it was like, we were sitting there going, why the fuck and it was are we bring your own booze. Oh, it was fucking horrible. It was awesome. It was, it was awesome. The, it was great. It was the fucking best. But, but it was one of those things where you're just like, this is what I do? You know what I mean? But you it, know what? Back then, splash. but to be honest, back then, it's like, I got a show tonight. Oh, yeah, yeah. we're at, at the CNC Rib Factory. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Like, we, you, we you were, were excited. You if, were there been, if there would have been Instagram, I would have had a fucking flyer. Motherfucker, I would, <laughs> I would do the CNC right now. I would yeah. do it because yeah. you know there, there's this. This is the thing, you know. When when you get to a point and you won't do the shit gigs anymore, you lose perspective. You know, you gotta play the nightmare rooms. You gotta play the bars. You gotta play the fucking biker gang houses. You gotta you gotta do that shit to remind yourself of what you don't want to do. You know. Plus, and I, and I I swear by this, the harder the room. The tougher and meaner and leaner a comic that it makes you because you're fearless. When we came, I came up in two spots. I came up in Wild Coyote and Montebello, which was just the worst of the worst. <laughs> it was tortillas. Was but well, Torti- tortillas. I guess before that it was Gotham. Well, it was I, Gotham, Daily yeah. Planet. It was it was tortillas. I think Daily Planet was somewhere else. Somewhere was I yeah. thought it was I thought it was so anyway. We came up in that spot. It was it was a fucking nightmare. They weren't listening. And I'm I'm talking to a bunch of mostly guys that maybe had their GEDs and I'm talking about going <laughs> oh, to college, shit. being the only Mexican nice. at Northwest. I, you can't sell that shit. <laughs> but I went in there and at fucking year after year here, eventually the the joke started to work and it you do get a fuck you type of attitude and if you don't have a fuck you type of attitude in comedy you ain't gonna make it no you really you you really do gotta yeah. have that and and what's crazy is like i've known you for that long but mm-hmm. hooter was around for that time around yeah. that time he was a little kid he, he was a kid doing comedy but he was a little kid yeah, yeah. I, I father met... of the year bringing his kid <laughs> on a fucking school night together. <laughs> <laughs> I, met, I met ramos probably like when i was 12 13 oh yeah no shit yeah so mm-hmm. that makes what about 13 years yeah. god damn whoa it's been a long time this has been a fucking huge incredible journey that we've been on and regardless of how it's worked out i don't i don't regret any of it i don't regret any of it i don't you you know what's hilarious dude you guys (laughs) i remember you guys used to like try to drop knowledge right but you guys were never on the same page but then you guys would try to be on the same page like i remember you guys would be like drinking and be like man my dad would be like man look when you get older no one's gonna tell you what to do you yeah. got to be your own person and you're going to be in charge of your own self. Look, if you want to have breakfast and it's a beer and donuts, then you go ahead and do that. And then Rick Ramos says, and it's amazing, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then my dad's like, and if you're going to fucking live like a pig and your whole house is going to be a shit show and a mess, then you could go ahead and do that. Nobody's going to tell you shit. And then Rick Ramos is like, 
and it feels amazing. <laughs> I was like, like no, well, you, you got to clean up after yourself. And then Rick is like, yeah, 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 you got to clean up after yourself. And I was like, dude, figure this shit out, guys. Those were the drinking days, man. We were all over the fucking place trying to fit. We were like, even back then, we were like big, dumb kids that had never- I think I'm still a dumb kid. You know, it's crazy yeah, because you, you, are. Think, you, are. you think that you get to a certain age and you think that all of a sudden <laughs> something magical happens mm-hmm. and you know shit. Yeah. You don't. We're still, like, yeah. it doesn't matter how old you are, you're still trying to figure shit out. Yeah. And anybody that says they figured it all out, suck a dick. No, no, absolutely. But, but this is the thing, you know, like I'm 43 this year. I just turned 43 in November. By this time in my dad's life, he had a mortgage. <laughs> he was married for 20 years. I mean, he had he, he had he had like 22 years at the post office. He was a vet. Uh, he had two kids. He had one son that he was putting through college that was going to just fucking shit that completely. And and yet what have I done? You know what? When I was the last job that I had before this nightmare of a job that I'm working right now, <laughs> I was parking cars in downtown LA. I was working as a valet. It was fucking horrible. So I'm doing that. And um But I got I got bored one day and I took out a little notepad and I just started writing down all the jobs that I've worked. But let all me tell you something, Ricky. I'm gonna I'm gonna interrupt you yeah. right there. You said something. I'm 43, yeah. and by this time, my dad had a mortgage. Yeah. He was a vet. He had kids. Mm-hmm. Blah blah blah. And you're like, what the fuck have I done? And can I tell you? Yeah. You've done something super fucking important. You followed your goddamn dream. Yeah. You followed your goddamn heart because you've told me about your pops. Yeah. And he was, you know, listen, my dad was a crazy motherfucker. Yeah. I'm sure Hooter looks up and says, my dad was a crazy motherfucker. You look up and you say, my dad was a crazy. And, and, and here's the reality. We're just trying to do the best we can with the little bit oh, yeah. that we know, right? But but you told me a story a while back. So when, when you say, what have I done? I think I think that, that don't sell yourself short because... You said that your dad was always pissed off, always oh, pissed yeah. off because he didn't follow his dream, and his dream was to fly fucking helicopters, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like, what the fuck, dude? That's not that difficult. Yeah. <laughs> like, holy fuck. He could have got a pilot's license. He could have got a pilot's license. <laughs> it wouldn't have been that hard to do it. <laughs> but you know what? I got these kids I got to take care oh, of. Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck. He just fucking spent his life dream ruiners, dude. <laughs> that's, that's, dude you, you guys are dream ruiners, bro. That's what. No, you guys are. <laughs> the reason my dad is miserable is because of me and the responsibilities that I brought. You know, give me something. Just like, oh my god. I mean, god. it was just. I feel for him, and it's it's just like it's one of those things where look, I love my dad, but at the same time, I look at this asshole and I think to myself, my god. You didn't have to be as pissed off as you were. <laughs> you didn't have to be that angry. I understand 42 years at the post office is going to kick the shit out of anybody. But you didn't have to bring it out. And it's weird because he didn't beat us. He didn't treat us shitty. He paid for me to go to school. When I told him I wanted to be a comic, he didn't say, do something else. I, I spent all that money to send you to school. He said, yeah, well, you know what? Be funny, asshole. Just fucking be funny. And I got to give it up to him for that. You know, one of, the, one of the happiest moments of my my parents came out here to hang with me, and I called up the host of the, of the Laugh Factory show at that time, Chris. Mm-hmm. And I said, I want a spot. My parents are in town. I need to do well in front of my parents. Now, you can't do well at the Laugh Factory on Beaner Night. You need to fucking quit. <laughs> Especially years ago. Especially then, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a I hot get, crowd. Oh, it was fucking dynamite. I get my mom, 
my dad, my aunt, my uncle, and I think I, I, my cousin was there. This was the worst, meanest fucking audience that they had ever been <laughs> on Beaner Night. It was the fucking worst. And you, I love that you keep calling it Beaner Night. It was, it was Beaner, Beaner Night. Night. It was, <laughs> fuck that, dude. Fuck, it was a bunch of fucking dumb Mexicans in there. Oh, you racist fuck. I'm a dumb Mexican. I own that shit. I ain't fucking dancing around it. These motherfuckers Just, would not give a laugh. Listen, we're not trying to talk about your Republican views right now. <laughs> nice. Ramos. We don't want to talk about Jesus right now. And oh, that's make your America fucking favorite great subject. Again. <laughs> no, let me tell you. So though, go ahead. But, so, 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 so you're at the laugh factory and it's I'm a up shitty there. crowd. I'm doing fucking horribly. <laughs> I finished my set. I how much time did you do? I did 15 minutes. Oh, it was oh. fucking. And you're and when you're dying for 15 minutes, that feels like an hour. Yeah. Oh, fucking miserable. Fucking horrible. <laughs> I get off and I I don't want I don't want to see my parents. So I go off into that little cubby area and I'm I'm just sitting. I'm like fuck. I'm crying like De Niro and Rage Bull. <laughs> why? 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 <laughs> <laughs> I threw the fire. It was a bomb. I threw the fucking. I was fucking crying, man. And the old man comes over and he walks by me, and he just looks at me and he looks and he goes, "Well, you didn't quit." And then he just walked into the bathroom. That was the most proud that I think that I've ever been of myself. Where I was like, he gets it. He understands that it was shit. And I would not get off. I would not quit. I, I kept fighting. And it, it, it made everything else after that a hell of a lot easier, you know? And I'll tell you what. I think seeing you on stage, period, no matter how you do, that takes balls. And yeah. I think most people recognize that, you know? Um, and it's, it's dude, getting on stage, looking at a bunch of strangers mm -hmm. and saying, I'm going to make you laugh. Yeah. You got balls and you've got issues. When you need that much goddamn validation. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I, and I've always felt that's about stand-up. Stand-up is the most selfish, self-consuming art that there is. And but I we know, do it in the name of, we want to just make everybody laugh. <laughs> <laughs> we love seeing people laugh. <laughs> it brings us joy to our heart. How many of those there. asshole comedians say, you know what? If, if there's a guy in the audience that's having a rough day and he feels a little bit better by listening to me. <laughs> Suck a dick. Like, Suck you. a dick. You do it. I'm here because I want to feel better. You, you're up there because the fucking mic is up there. Yep. The light is shining on you and you own those motherfuckers for the 20 minutes that you're up there. Mm -hmm. And it's a powerful feeling and it makes all the other bullshit worth it. It really does. It makes, it makes the bullshit of, 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 of a shitty day job or an old lady that, that is pissing you off or kids that are fucking driving you crazy all of that shit doesn't mean anything when you're on that stage and the joke is hitting and you've you've connected with those people with some kind of weird darkness that's within you and this is the thing guys like us we're not doing observational humor we're coming from a deeper, darker place. We're fucked up, and we need to put it out there. We're, we're talking about our issues and our problems, um, our, our, our substance abuse problems, our drinking problems. Our pain. Our pain. Our, 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 our inability yeah. to just be, you know, to, oh, be, yeah. to be what, what society would call a normal fucking mm -hmm. human. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I haven't been normal since... I remember the day that my life went into the shitter, and it was when I saw Richard Pryor live in concert. I saw that, and I thought to myself, this guy's fucking beautiful. And I knew right then and there 
that this is what I wanted to do. I just never knew how to do it. And the thing about it is that when I was young, see, I came out here and I was 25. We met when I was 24, 25. How old so, were you when you started doing comedy? 22. 22. I was 22. And you started here in L.A.? I, no, I started in Phoenix in these shitty little um, dive bars. Um, I remember there was this one room where it was a pit that was a dance floor, and everybody was circling you above. So they were seated above, and you were in a pit. And it was like fucking Gladiator. It was horrible, man. And that was the first room that I had ever done. And then I would hustle different little... I mean, you know, in a, in a shit town like Phoenix... there. You have you had the improv at that time. You did not have the four or five comedy comedy clubs that are there now. Mm -hmm. So how old were you when you went away to college? Uh, seventeen. You went away at seventeen. I went. I I went away um, August of two thousand of nineteen ninety two. So let's talk about that for a minute. You leave okay, Phoenix. Yeah. You leave Phoenix, Arizona. Yeah. You've been there your whole life. My, every day of Don't my life. Don't know anything other than your old man, your yep. family, mm -hmm. and just fucking just yep. th th this, this fucking mm -hmm. Phoenix. Uh, in the ninth, and it, today it's still considered, you know, some, relatively a small place. It's a small place. Uh, so back in the 90s, mm -hmm. it, might, it was even smaller. <clears throat> there wasn't a lot there. There wasn't, there wasn't, I mean, there wasn't culture there. I mean, there were no black people. There were no Asians. There were white people and Mexicans, and you were either... You were either pocho or you were mojado. That was it. There was no in between. No in between, Damn. you know. And I fell into pocho. I was, I was. You, didn't fucking, you spoke no Spanish. I, I barely speak Spanish now. It's fucking rough, you know. Um, I did not connect with that. So, I in in high school at least I had a few friends here and there. But for the most part, I was a fucking loner. I had a few friends here and there, a couple of white guys, a couple of Mexicans like myself, but. What I did was I went to the movies. All I ever did was go to the movies. I, I would take a Saturday. From the time I was about 11, my mom would drop me off at the, at the mall at a theater at like 10.30 in the morning. I would see the 11 o'clock show. I would call her at 11.30 at night to come pick me up. That's all I would do all day. I would see six movies in a row. By yourself? Go in, by myself. And I did that from the age of 11 to about 17. I'm happy you never killed anybody. I, that's <laughs> wild, I'm like, what the dude? fuck? I've hey, never heard of I was, that. I was God's lonely man. I was Travis Bickle back at in 11. the day. I was at 11. At 11 years at old. At 11 years old because it made sense to me. You know what? And you know what? What, what I'm tripping on, mm -hmm. not to cut you off because mm -hmm. we'll, we'll get back to this, but to think about letting your kid go to a movie theater a at 11 time. today. It was the 80s. No it was fucking different. way. You would never do that. No. Also, knowing an 11-year-old that could stay still for oh. the whole day like that. But that's the thing. That was It was like my idea at that time was I'm never going to get out of this desert. The only way that I could see the world was through movies. Wow. And I saw everything I could get a hold I saw everything that was in popular theater. And then Tower Records hit. So you got video. So every Tuesday and Thursday, there would be dollar, dollar Tuesday and Thursday. I'd be there as soon as they opened, and I'd, be rent, I'd rent four movies. And I'd knock that shit out by Wednesday night, return it at midnight, get my ass back there at Thursday to get four new movies. That's where I learned about Japanese film. I learned about Kurosawa, Ozu, Mizoguchi. I learned about Italian film, Rossellini, uh, Sergio Leone, I, I, the Germans, uh, 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 Fritz Lang. I learned all this shit because I didn't think I was going to go anywhere. I didn't think I, I – mean, 
I don't know if I was really conscious of it, but I thought this is the closest I'm going to ever get to going to these places, and this is what I loved. So let's fast forward to 17. Now okay. you're fucking go to you're going to college. Well, at yeah. what point did you realize where you were going to co- go to college? And now, because you know, it would have been so easy to go to Arizona State. It would have been completely easy to go to Arizona State. But my attitude was, if I go to Arizona State, it's going to be like going to my high school was Camelback High School. I would be going to Camelback too. You know, that's all it would be. It would be all the guys that I went to school with. They were fucking up. I didn't like them. You know, I didn't want to deal with them. But what's crazy is that at 17, that's mm-hmm. what everybody wants. They that's wanted that family. Be with my homies. <clears throat> but this is the thing. I I was in drama. I was a, I was a theater kid because I was not a fucking athlete. Despite my size, I was... I, I would have played football. I was too goddamn big to play football because I'm not fast. That means I would have blocked. That means I would have get hit. I ain't going to do that shit. <laughs> Fuck that. I'm going to be in there with the fags dancing around on stage oh, shit. talking shit. That's what I wanted to do. Okay, you know, you know it's 2018. <laughs> the fa- fags is not a good word no more. <laughs> With the fucking Marys, okay? Is that, is that better? With the... <laughs> when did we get to the point that we can't make fun of people? Get the fuck out of here. Uh, no, no, I lo- I, you didn't you watch know. any sensitivity movies? Fuck you the sensitivity <laughs> movies. Christ. Out of all those movies, out of all those movies, you didn't hear what was politically correct, you fuckface. I, I fucking watched them and said to myself, what a bunch of fucking momos. It's like, what do you want from me? You know? Uh, but I, I, now, 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 so hold on, hold on. Mm-hmm. Now, did you know, because you went to film school. At, yeah. at Northwestern, yeah. you know. Now, uh-huh. did, did you, was that your, like, number one, like, this, I know this is what I'm doing. This is, no, yeah. there's no other plan yeah. B. Uh-huh. That, was there any other options? Nope. There were no other nope. options. Now, how, nope. now, why Northwestern? Okay, because Northwestern was Chicago, or just outside of Chicago. It was Evanston. It was, not, it was just outside of Chicago. My real dream was... Um, uh, Helicopter. No. Oh, no, that's your dad. (laughs) (laughs) My real dream was NYU. Oh, okay. I wanted to go to NYU because my heroes went to NYU. Uh, Jim Jarmusch did some time there. Spike Lee did time there. But Martin Scorsese was an NYU guy. And Scorsese, when I discovered Scorsese... It's weird because when you watch movies, movies are for for a guy like me, movies were the addiction. It was like you you discover one thing and then you go onto this path like it's like a rabbit hole where you just go in and you disappear and you don't come back for years. And I I fell into that world and Scorsese was like an older version of me, at least I thought back then. I mean, except incredibly fucking like this filmmaking genius. But I saw this guy who was from Little Italy, who was not an athlete, who didn't fit in, and he made this name for himself in movies because he loved them so much. And I had that passion. New York was way too far away and way too scary for my mom. I'm At the fucking end of the day, I'm still a mama's boy. I still worry about what this woman thinks. I'm still concerned. As much as I've broken her heart and made her cry, I still worry about what she thinks. Did you have the opportunity to go to NYU? I could have went. I could. You know what? I could have applied, and I think I would have got in. I applied to like nine different schools, and I got into all of them. Uh, Emerson in Boston, three or four of the UC schools, uh, Vassar, uh, Northwest. I, you know, I, I I put them in, and they liked me. But I was I was. I was a good student. I was always a good student, excelling. Um, the grades were there. The AP classes were there. And I loved learning, you know? I was a fucking nerd. If I wasn't in movies, if I wasn't in a movie theater, when I was even younger than 11, they would leave me at the library. 
They would leave me at the library on a Saturday and Sunday, and I would just I would just comb the stacks. And now, what do you have, a brother or a sister? I got a younger sister. And was she? No. In- no. Complete opposite. Complete opposite. Vanessa and I are completely different in so many ways. I love my sister, but we we are so diametrically opposed in so many ways that it's 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 very strange that we come from the same gene pool. <laughs> well, she and I, I, and I love her. Because me and my sisters are 100% <laughs> on the other side. I mean, like one of the North Pole, the other one's the South Pole. Like a motherfucker. Yeah. You're the equator, motherfucker. You're, the, you're, you're chilling there, you know. Fucking just, I could go either way. That's right. You're just fucking, you know. Oh, uh, shit. So but now, that's the thing, yeah. So now you're at Northwestern and mm-hmm. you're studying film. This is fucking your dream come this true. This is my dream come true. Northwestern was Chicago. And Chicago, for me was a nice middle ground and it was it was far enough that I couldn't come home if I wanted to. Plus it was one of those things where it's like, I gotta jump into this motherfucker and I can't come out. I got to do this. I gotta make this shit work. And um I wasn't going to transfer out. I, that that much I knew. Cause I knew a lot of people that were it was weird because you get people in my naivete, you imagine that when people get to college you do it and you get through it. But these people that I saw there were partying too hard and they were failing out or they were transferring to other schools. It didn't work out. And my attitude was, I'm committed to this shit and I'm committed to film and I'm commi- this is what it was. And I, I wanted to be there. I needed to be were there. Were you partying at all? Oh, I fucking learned to drink there. I didn't have my first drink until my, the end of my freshman year. Oh, I had never drank before that. Fuck I had never drank before that. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And it was, it was. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Well, you made I, up for I last did, time, oh, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> from fucking, from 18 <laughs> till 31, I was drunk uh, listen, every fucking day. It was horrible. Fuck yourself, all right? Because I've known you past 40, 31. <laughs> and there's been some nights. Look, there's there's a few people, there's a few people that, because I don't go, I can't. It's impossible for me to go hard like I used to. Not I, now, I, we're fucking to, old. It used to be like I could take down a few bottles and whatever. No. It was no big fucking, a beer was just a warmer upper yeah, before yeah. I started drinking what the fuck I was going to drink, right? <laughs> and, and those nights are few. I'm not saying that they're gone. But it's more selective now. It's 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 a little bit more like okay. And there's sometimes and some people when I hang out, like if I hang out with you, we'll drink. And it's one of those days mm-hmm. where it's like Ricky, I don't want you fucking saying you got to drive. I don't want you saying you got to watch your goddamn Weight Watcher points. I don't want to hear dick. All right, we're gonna get fucked up. We're gonna take a goddamn lift. We're gonna take and we've we've had those nights where it's hours and hours of hard drinking. Yeah. And me smoking, yeah. and then once a time you're way loaded. You're like, all right, fuck it, I'll take a hit, yeah, yeah. <laughs> type of a thing. And and it's and we get really, really lit. So mm-hmm. it's not like at 31 you were done, fucker. You yeah, didn't hang you up your gloves. Wait a minute, 31. I didn't drink. I I didn't drink from 32 to 37. All right. I didn't drink at all because I didn't drink from 23 to 32. I'm not saying that. I'm not- <laughs> You think hey, you're better than me? No, I, no I'm, I'm, just, I'm just I'm fucking pissed. No, 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 no. I feel like those are five years that I lost and no. I'll never get back. But you know those what, are though? my Ali years. That's bullshit, but those, man. But that's good because I'll tell you what. You mm. preserved your liver yeah. for later days because I've I've got because I quit for almost ten years. Yeah, I stopped. I remember. I stopped. I, stopped. I remember all that. And so when I when when um 
when I think about it, when I see my friends, because I mean, the dudes that I grew up with, mm-hmm. a lot of them didn't see 40. Yeah. A lot of them died from cirrhosis, yeah. which is crazy. Yeah. All right. And so when I think, and some of them are really ill now. Mm-hmm. And so when I think about that, I'm like, holy shit, if those 10 years I hadn't walked away, yeah. what the fuck would have happened, yeah. man? That, that, you know, I, I don't mm-hmm. know that I'd be here to talk well, about it. Well, this is the thing. We, we figured it out. First of all, I mean, we talked about, we've talked, your old man and I have talked about this shit numerous times. And sometimes he's right and sometimes he's fucking wrong. <laughs> and I remember him telling me, bro, you're a fucking alcoholic. I don't know why you're wondering about this shit. You're a fucking alcoholic. I'm not an alcoholic. And I've never been an alcoholic. I'm an asshole who didn't know how to drink. There's a big difference because when you were drinking with me, you remember I would drink hard and fast. I would drink as much as I could, as quickly as I could. Ah, you're one of those guys? Oh, I would put down 10, uh, How 12, old? From, from 18 to 31. Oh, shit. I, oh. You, you know, I mean, if you remember, you're in, your old man and I weren't in the wonderful shape that we're in now. <laughs> It's very fucking sad that this is this is the best shape that we're in. <laughs> you know, I get called on auditions, and the audition says, "Looks like he used to be in good shape." <laughs> That'll fuck up your day a looks little like bit. Looks like he know? used to work out. Oh yeah, yeah. He, he looks like a retired MMA fighter. <laughs> you know, the kids used to tell me all the time, Mr. Ramos. When I was teaching, they would be like, "Mr. Ramos, you look like the Rock," and I would tell them. Like if The Rock gave up and didn't give a shit anymore. <laughs> like if The Rock just said, you know what, I'm going to eat donuts all fucking day. Because that's, I mean, you, if you remember, when we first met, I had longer hair. You did. I had longer hair, and I was about 290 pounds. I didn't know you were 290. I know you I were heavy, but I know 290. 25, 290, somewhere around there. That's pretty fucking but big. But I was not, I wasn't working out then. Like now, I'm working out. I got, I got more of a chest. I got more shoulders. My legs are like fucking tree trunks. I got a gut. Like you like, but it's okay. But, but that's okay, man. You no. know, <laughs> you deserve a good. A good. I fucking earned this. <laughs> you earned that a good gut. time. You know. So 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 let's go back to Northwestern. Okay, so you get North to Northwestern, and 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 <coughs> you got to feel you got to feeling pretty goddamn proud of yourself. You're 17. You're uh, at yeah. Northwestern. Yeah, yeah. This is what my life is meant to be. Now you said that you're in your naivete. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were looking at things in a certain way, but when you went in, what your vision of I'm going to college. This is what's yeah. going to happen afterwards. Mm-hmm. This is what's going to happen in college. And when I graduate, this is how I see my future. See, that's future. the problem. Because that's what everybody sees. Yeah, that, for or, sure. No. For sure. Not with everybody me. goes Not into with school. You. Not with me. The, the problem was I've always lived in the now without having any idea of what tomorrow is going to bring. So I'll tell you, exa- when I graduated, the day that I turned in my last paper, I did a, I did a paper that was like a, it was like a 35-page examination of, of a Japanese director named Akira Kurosawa. And I did this, and I was proud of this thing. I put my fucking heart and soul into this. I, I, and I loved this filmmaker, and I turned it in. How old were you? I was 21. Wow. I was, yeah, I was 21. It was June of 96. I love that you I put know. your heart and soul into it, and at 21, you didn't know dick. I didn't know shit. You had no heart and soul. I had no heart. I was a fucking idiot. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. My whole life was spent in the movies. What the fuck did I know? <laughs> nice, <laughs> dude. a fucking idiot. I didn't know shit. Remember all the shit I used to give you? I was giving Wait you till they get a load of this paper. <laughs> I'm changing modern cinema. This is gonna, <laughs> they're going to send this to fucking Scorsese. It's going to be great. <laughs> I turned in that paper, and I felt this huge 
relief of, I did it. And two seconds later, the weight of the world fell on me going, what the fuck am I supposed to do now? Because I didn't have an internship. I didn't have a job afterwards. I didn't know what I was going to do with this degree. I didn't know shit. I was sitting here. I was like, I didn't lay the, you know, I have the education. I know what the fuck I'm talking about, but I have nowhere to, 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 I'm the king of useless information. You know, it's like, but before, it's like I got like, all this from high school headed yeah. to Chicago. Yeah. You didn't have a plan of like, or oh. not a plan, but just a vision, a vision of, okay, I'm gonna bang out these four years. And then after that, we're gonna blah, blah, blah. I thought to myself that I wanted to write and direct films. And then I realized I don't have a story I want to write. You know, but actually the story is right there. The story is my old man at the post office. The story is that how I, I have a script that I've been working on for years and it's called wasted years. And it's just about what I saw him do. I guess I'm not kidding. (laughs) I'm I'm fucking living the script. Motherfucker. Okay. (laughs) Oh shit. You know, know, I fucking love you. I know with all your heart. I love you too. But but it's like I I know that it's hard to f- make that connection with an audience and you know it's like I told Joey Diaz it was like fear has always been the thing that has held me back. I look at guys like you and I think to myself, my God, this motherfucker went went for broke and said fuck it. How many how many projects and dreams and visions that I come to you with and say let's oh, do this? Oh, and how many? F- most of them failed. Most Let's of them see. never got off fucking this first week. 18 years, three a year. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we're starting a magazine. We're doing a photo shoot. And we got fucking, we're going to write a movie. We're doing this. We're, do- we're going to blah, blah, blah. It's, but, um, you know, but you know the beauty of it is, is that you never fucking quit. You keep going. You keep going. You keep going. You keep because, going. Because what else is there? You know what? This is the thing. If you work a regular job and you're at a desk, at the end of the day, at the end of your life, you're going to get this idea where it's like, you know what? The fuck was it all worth? I made, I just, I just spent my time making money for somebody else. I have done 27, 28 different jobs in a little over 20 years. Since I graduated from college 20 years ago, this is my 21st year out of college. I've done 27, 28 jobs. None of them related to your major. Except for the acting. Except for the acting. Except for the acting. Um, and, did, and, and did film school prepare you for acting? Let me tell you something about film school and any other artistic film, any other artistic um, educational endeavor. It's a waste of time. Now, that's a huge statement. I'll say it. From a college graduate. Yeah, yeah. Who, who, also, yeah. who also made a living for many years. As a teacher. As a teacher. Mm-hmm. And yeah. for you to say that yeah. is is pretty fucking. Yeah. Um, I, I think you'll piss people off. I, they're because, gonna be pissed off because because they're saying, "Wait a minute, why are you saying this? You've got a four, people are listening to this. I'm saying this. Wouldn't because. you say to kids? Well, wouldn't you say to kids the value of an education is important? If you want to go to school to be a doctor or an engineer, if you want to go into school to be, um, if you want to go into business and understand the intricacies of of how um, economic uh, uh, systems work with and against each other, then yeah, school's important. But there is, the, the, the thing about art is it's all about interpretation. It's all about, look, anytime I watch a movie 
my view of the movie doesn't negate yours. It doesn't say, it doesn't, um, it doesn't mean that I'm necessarily right. All these film critics, Andre Bazan, Roger Ebert, Gene Sisko, Truffaut, all these guys, it's just a fucking opinion. That's it. And if you watch enough movies and you pay enough attention to life, you understand how the film relates to the honesty of the world that we live in. So you don't have to go to school for that. You might need, on some kind of technical level, an understanding of what the camera can do and what the lighting is about, but you can learn that on the job. Education, if it, let me, I'll say this. When I went to Northwestern, it was, I think the tuition was around 16000 That's a, a semester or a, a year? A year. Okay. 17, which, is, which, is, which is really affordable. 92. 92 to 96. Yeah. And it was the most affordable of the Big Ten at that time. In 2017, tuition alone, I'm not talking about books, I'm not talking about housing, I'm not talking about the food. Tuition alone is over fifty grand. Jeez. And I cannot justify fifty some odd thousand dollars for something that you're not going to be able to get a job. You know, you know what's crazy, Rick? I was in, uh, I was at a party. Yeah. I was at a party in the IE. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a pre-party, uh, like a, a little like let's get together before the Iron Maiden mm-hmm. concert, yeah. right? And uh, this dude hit me up. He goes, "Hey, come over. We're hanging out." Yeah. And I was with a few friends, and I said, "I'm I'm rolling with about three people. Is mm-hmm. it cool?" And he goes, "Yeah, come over." So. And then they said, make yourself at home. So I fucking brought up my volcano and mm-hmm. I started. And so then I saw these teenage kids show up mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah. So then I got my bag full and I'm like, oh, should I smoke it? Should I not? Mm-hmm. And then they're like, oh, yeah, make yourself at home. I'm like, all right. Yeah. And so I'm smoking. And then later on, the, the lady uh, says, hey, uh, my son is a really big fan of, of Fluffy mm-hmm. and he loves Martin. Mm-hmm. And he can, is it okay if he takes a picture? And do you mind talking to him for mm-hmm. a minute? And I go, yeah, sure, of course. The guy was like 15 years old. Mm-hmm. And I think I told this story before mm-hmm. on here, but it just it reminded me of it. And, um, and she said to me, um, tell him how important school is. And then she said, the kid was about 15, I think, maybe mm-hmm. 17. She goes, he wants to have a store where he sells uh, Jordans and vintage mm-hmm. shoes. And I keep telling him that he needs something to fall back on and he should invest his money mm-hmm. in an education and I go, listen, I go, I'm fucked up. And you told me to come talk to your kid. So I'm going to tell your kid some shit right now. I go, look here, kid. They're going to tell you to go to school. And they're going to get in debt for a minimum. A minimum of maybe 100K. Mm-hmm. Let's, call it, let's call it fucking 50K for yeah. argument's sake. Let's yeah. just call it 50 Even at state right? school? Yeah, 50K. I go, let's just call it 50K, right? Mm-hmm. I go, now, that f- you're going to get out and you're going to owe 50K. Mm-hmm. I go, listen, lady. I go, you're here telling this kid that he's wasting his time with these fucking Jordans. People are making a killing on these goddamn <laughs> Jordans. Not to mention, 20, 30 years from now, these same fucking people that are collecting them now are going to have a budget. Yeah. And they're going to be looking for the shit that they want. If Absolutely. he's already got that head start, why don't you invest that $50,000 into a small business mm-hmm. where you can sell your fucking shoes? Because let me tell you something, kid. You can get an education anywhere, but you don't want to fucking figure out how to get out of debt mm-hmm. without having something already there and and maybe that was shitty advice and i go but you told me to talk to this fucking kid after i fucking smoked a few bags i'm gonna tell him some shit that's real so you now looking back yeah would you do would you go to school fuck yeah i would 
What did you get? What did you get? And other than the education, what mm-hmm. is it that you can say? College taught me this. College taught me that I could be my own man. I you mean, it was th- the you first, weren't your own man before fuck, that. I was my mom and son. You you were this whatever woman, they told you you were. This woman clothed me, fed. I'm fucking wearing a shirt my mom made. I'm 43 years old. Your mama made that shirt? My mama made this shirt. She took it in when I lost weight. Then I got fat again. What are you going to do? You know? <laughs> my mom has been making me shirts for fucking 35 years. Wow. I'm surprised you didn't lose your mind out in school. Right? I did. Like to the point where you didn't take care of shit. You know what I mean? Well, this was the thing. I got so angry in my four years there. Around the around the end of my freshman year, I got so fucking angry because I'm surrounded by white people who don't fucking get it. Now, what do you mean by that? Okay, when I grew up, I w- in Phoenix. Yeah, I'm surrounded by a lot of white people. I'm in AP uh, English. I'm, but I'm the smart Mexican. AP English, advanced placement. Advanced placement okay. English. I'm in those classes. I, I'm the only Mexican in there, but. My friends outside are Mexican. My family, Mexican. My, my cousins are all Mexican. The, the program that I was going to on Saturdays at Arizona State, that was all Mexican. So I did not have this sense of who the fuck am I until I went to Northwestern. Because it, it, it really is, you don't understand where you come from until it's not there anymore. And it's, it's little things. It's like Northwestern was the first time in my life. I don't know if you've ever felt this way. Northwestern was the first time in my life at that point, eight, 17, 18 years, where I realized this is the first time in my life that I didn't have beans at least one time, one time a day. Wow. You know what I mean? And you, it, beans it were that you. much of a, No, no, no. Beans, beans were. I, I grew up on beans. I could go to my mom's house right now. There's a fucking bowl of beans in the. Listen, in the they're if, eating it. I know. If my mom you was still me? cooking, there'd yeah. be beans at the house right now. Exactly. There, there would never not be beans. Yeah, and that or go, tortillas, and that's cross cultural because I've talked to my Asian friends and like rice. Mm. Sure. We always had white rice. We it, it just it was a staple. But when you're in a place like that. You're confused. You get fucked up. Now, let me ask you this. Were you tired of beans? And then you got there and you're like, oh, shit, I missed these goddamn beans? No, I wasn't tired. (laughs) Fuck no. (laughs) Fucking fat ass. I'm a fat (laughs) bastard. I'm a chubby motherfucker and I've earned it, goddammit. So now you (laughs) realize, what the fuck? There's no beans. And so it was a culture shock. It was little things like that. It was the first girl that I ever fell in love with who who just, that that shit wasn't going to happen. Wait a minute. How old were you when you fell in love? 17. No, I just turned 18. Yeah, turned 18. How long did that last? Oh, God, I chased that bitch for a fucking year, a little over a year. Chased? What do you mean chased? I have never been good with women. No means no, Rick. No. <laughs> dude, this fucking podcast, we're going to get reported. Motherfucker, it was the 90s, okay? <laughs> oh, no men, no men fucking... try a little harder, okay? <laughs> oh. That means I'm almost there. You, you just got to put the fucking effort in. I give a shit what they Hey, listen, that was when you were watching listen, them movies dude. in the 80s with fuckers and then no, no, for oh, I'm in the driveway with a fucking boombox because I love you. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I'm at your wedding. Dude. Hashtag me too, dude. We're going to get some tweets. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I talked to I I took a chick out and this this is still this is still what I do this is, this is who I am I took a chick out and it took forever to get her to go out with me finally she goes out with me I said well why the hell did you go out with me and she was like because you wore me down wow I am the king of wearing them down Jesus and the Christ, very fact that we live in this yes it is good king to be that's dude. not a good king the wear me down king hey <laughs> they're not I'm the wear me down king. <laughs> 
They're not coming to me because I'm fucking great looking. It takes a long time to get they're into tired. my life. They're tired. They're like, you know they're what? Fuck it. You know what? I'm, I can't run anymore. How many times? <laughs> Catch me. Look, it's me wearing them down, but it's also life and these assholes that they're going to date wearing them down. So, so That's so, the fact. So know? this chick, you chased her for a year and a half and she finally said yes or no, what happened? No, no, no. No, she mm-hmm. never, she never no, said yes. Wait a minute, yes. so you were in so love. So how the fuck did she break your heart? You were I was in, in love with her. Hold on, you were in love without being with her? Without like. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't, because what, that's who so I am, what, motherfucker. You, you don't fucking know. Just like, <laughs> but what were you in love with? I was in love with the idea of, of being with somebody. It was I was fucking 17 years old. She was, she was, um, I don't know. She was this Jewish but like, girl that had attitude. You didn't even know her. She, like, she could have been the biggest bitch. And you she was like, the biggest bitch. Oh, that, you but, see, I, but, but I liked her. And, and it was like it, when, we, when we talked, she would give just as good. And, you know, she, she, she was a ball breaker. I would fuck with her. She would fuck with me. And I dug that, you know. And, and what happened was I remember going out with her and asking her out. And she was like, no. And I found out it's because she was Jewish. I'm Mexican. She couldn't take me home to meet oh, mom and dad. That was a thing. That was the Jew. That was the one. Shit. Now that you had probably never experienced that in your fucking I life. I had never experienced. And I'm the kind of guy that I will only ask a woman out if I think I can get her. Okay. I don't. I don't. I don't. You know. It's. It's like fucking. At, at some point, this is gonna happen. We're gonna hang. You know. I'm not. I might not fuck them, but I'm gonna get them. You know. I'm gonna get them to go out. You know. At some point, and then they realize. I, I don't know. This is what. I love how Hooters just he pulled away from the mic and he's just laughing his ass off. (laughs) Once it looks like they've been running for a while, then I get in there. (laughs) Get him! It's like, what do you want from me? It's like people are acting like 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 we've always been these wonderful guys. No, that's not not, always been gallant. Absolutely not true. We've been listen. I keep saying it all the time. I've been a horrible human. I've been a horrible, horrible human. But, But 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 let's ask a question real quick. When are you supposed to, are you just supposed to be like, when they're smiling at you and saying, I don't think so. You know what? If they weren't smiling, then I'd be like, okay, then I don't want to do this. But she's giving me the hint. I'm not fucking. You know what's interesting, Rick? I'm, I'm not, not stalking and I'm not, I'm not invading her, you know. Well, what's interesting is that this conversation keeps coming up over and over and over again. In society, you mean? In society, yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes. And, and Absolutely. Just in my personal life, because yeah. I think people are just legitimately confused. Absolutely. People are legitimately confused and, and afraid. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, both sexes. But think about it. You know, Chris Rock talked about this. Five years ago, if my dad hadn't sexually harassed my mom, I wouldn't be here. <laughs> wow. That's the fucking truth. Well, it's dude, I truth. watched some of these old That's Mexican funny. movies, and it was oh my all God, about yeah. it. Dude, it, it was rapey as fuck. Yes, and we're was. talking about like a year ago. Yeah. This isn't. This is not. Uh, so this so, is. So, the, but, but 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 when you when it gets pointed out, yeah, you realize just how shitty we are as men. We we're fucking horrible. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're horrible, but we're also, I mean, we're raised to be that way. We need to yes. stop that attitude. I, I, absolutely. But it doesn't mean it doesn't mean that you stop being a man. And that you're incapable of evolving either. It, that's true. You know what? I've never I've never pushed myself on a woman. I've never uh, when they when they were like, I'm not interested, I'm like, okay. Now one night you got loaded and you came home with fucking leaves on your head. I don't know where you went. I don't know what you did. <laughs> you know I drink too much, and when I drink too much, I wander. I know. I, know. I just wander I'm all just... over the fucking place. 
<laughs> I'm a, I, I got a lot of problems that's that I'm so trying funny. to get through. Okay, so you, so this chick broke your heart. She this chick that you were never with broke your heart. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and and I get They're it. Big, I, I, at nineteen, seventeen, if you've never yeah. dated, I can see how you're broke, how you're heartbroken over a chick that you're not even with. There've and also, did women. she know that yeah, she, she broke knew. your heart? Yeah, she knew. She knew. Yeah, she knew. She knew. You told her? No. Yeah. Fucking Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, you want to hear the fucking story? Okay, this is what happened. All right. All right. We're hanging out. Uh, she says no. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm like, you know, fuck this bitch. Uh-huh. My heart's broken. I'm like, oh, fuck. What are we going to do? No. I keep going up there and we were, we're hanging out now. Now we're hanging out. All of her friends are going to You're all in of the her friend zone. I'm in. No. 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 No, no, It's a little bit more than that. Oh. I'm a, look, I'm a fucking pussy when it comes to women. Always have been. It's taken me this long to come to an understanding of what, you know what? You got to take a chance. You got to try, okay? But are you on the sites? Wait, no, I'm not even on the after are you comedy? On the, on the t- are you on the t- I didn't do comedy back then. No, but wait. I'm asking. Even after comedy, you were still like. No, I would. I would. As some of my friends have said, I cock block myself. Talk too much. At this point, so no, you were better afraid, now. So like in college and stuff, you were afraid of rejection. Of course. But. After comedy, you weren't afraid of rejection. No, anymore? because I've been rejected fucking millions of times. It didn't matter to me then. Gotcha. So but, now, now in college, were you afraid of rejection because of the fact that there were were you like a minority as far as like you were a minority? But how many of how many brown people were out at Northwestern? We were less than two percent, which of a population oh, of seven thousand, there might have been I don't know three four hundred of us, and that's 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 including international students who didn't like us. And um, people who who claimed Hispanic as an ethnicity that weren't. Wow. Okay. That so two percent ain't dick. Two percent ain't shit. Now, Huda, when you went to Braille, Linda, was yeah. it was it about the same? Um, because at that, when you went to Braille, Linda, you were wearing two X T shirts yeah. and you weighed fucking a hundred pounds. <laughs> yes. And then you went to Braille, Linda, and you're like, oh shit. I can't fucking hang with these white people. Yeah. I need to wear shit that fits. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. that shit was a culture shock. Yeah, hell it's yeah. A, I, I would imagine. Imagine that's like on a triple, quadruple scale. Well, I mean, it, it's a weird, it's a weird place to find yourself in, and you get very angry. And I really, I, I was an angry person for. I was fucked up. I'm not gonna fucking lie. You know when when my. You know what's funny is that earlier you said I look at my dad and I say you didn't have to be this angry. Maybe you should look at yourself and say, I don't have, I mean, I'm, I'm not looking try, at I'm it not now. Try, I'm not trying no, to be no, like no, Dr. No. Phil on you and no, shit. No, no, it, no. It's weird because this is the thing. This is the thing, and it's about me. I love when people say this is the thing. <laughs> this is the thing. This is the thing, right? <laughs> this one right here, it's the thing. This is the, the thing. thing. <laughs> and you've known me long enough to know this. Oh, yeah. You, <laughs> I'm, the, out, the outward shell is my dad. Tough, mean, angry, fuck you. Inner self? Crying like a little baby, just like my fucking mom. Wow. My mom is the most sensitive human being I've ever known. And my mom will tell me, I raised you, and yet you're just like him. And I don't want to tell her. When it comes down to it, and you look at a situation, you're like, if I got a choice between, between being like somebody who doesn't get fucked with and, is, and everybody is afraid of to a degree, respectful because of the fear, or I can be someone who gets shit on all the time. Which one am I going to be? Because my mom is a beautiful, wonderful, she's the greatest human being I've ever met. But she, your dad still came in her. Well, yeah. <laughs> she sucked his that. dick. There he came that. on her There's face. All that. She's all a that. little whore. 
<laughs> this motherfucker. What is this? Like... All right, my bad. <laughs> I love Not that. my mom. <laughs> you do realize? <laughs> you do realize? I gotta, I gotta go back. I gotta work with the kids tomorrow. I gotta take all this shit out on them because I, I know you too long. Love it. Dude. My mom's a beautiful. Person. Well, she can't. She also got cum <laughs> That little beautiful face of a this is the, this is the all o- over. Let me tell you something. Your old man is the only one that can say that kind of shit to me. <laughs> because Jesus everybody Christ. else. No, no, no. Your old man can say it too. I came on mom. It just was oh, like, asshole. whoa, bro. We uh, went from zero to six. Zero to seven hundred, you know? So, okay. No, but so, you know so, what I mean? It's like, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's that, it's that there's a... <sighs> The sensitivity is the weakness, okay? Yes. And that's what I and saw. You're, and people, are, we're, we're all afraid of weakness. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it, it's the fucking, someone asked me. It's that fucking machismo that we've been brainwashed with. But it's, it's, it's as men, but it's even more so because we're comics, you know? We're, it's tears of a clown. We're always hiding something. It's like somebody asked me one time, what is it with, I knew a girl who dated a lot of comics, and she was like, what is it with you fucking comics? And the first thing I said was, well, you're the one dating comics, so you're the fucking problem. That's not, it's not them. But if you really <laughs> want to understand what the problem is, comics. exactly. You know? <laughs> a woman who dates comics, you gotta. I yeah. just, uh, I would never date a woman who who I know has dated comics. Yeah, you know. But I told this chick at one point, I was like, "Look, incredibly high self respect, a fuck you attitude. Go fuck yourself. Incredibly low self esteem. The whole fucking point of being on that stage is finding some kind of acceptance and love that that." We're missing somewhere else. I agree one hundred percent. I agree sad. with that statement one hundred percent. And yeah. you're absolutely right. Yeah. It's it's looking for validation. We absolutely every comic I know, um, if you're a good comic anyway, mm-hmm. you're fragile as fuck. Fra- you're fragile, you're mm-hmm. damaged, you're fucking mm-hmm. you're so fucked up. Yeah. But it's the beauty of 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 the it's it's what makes you an artist. Well, this is what I told somebody. I I, I was like, what People, somebody asked me once, why can't you just let that shit go? Like, that Jew girl, I pined after her for fucking, she fucked me up for a good, I don't know. I was still thinking about her six years after that. Wow. You know? Whoa. Because I hold on to I Do you still stalk her fucking Facebook? I, I check it out every once in a while. That's the worst thing about Facebook. Oh, you know? dude, you're oh, a sick <laughs> motherfucker. We man. are. We all are. We all are. Get the fuck out. I know your fucking generation. You can give me that shit. You know what? Your fucking generation. You ain't got shit to say because your generation has never understood what it was to actually hurt for someone. So you know? your generation but, no, X. Your the, generation X, correct? I don't know what the fuck. Your I generation have, but, X. But yeah. his generation. Okay. He's you, a millennial. You remember how difficult it was to actually call a girl? You had to call her house, and you knew her fucking old man was going to pick Absolutely. up. And you were ne- you never understood that. You had your fucking personal phone. Yeah, she had a line. You called her. Oh, what are you doing? What are you doing? Get the fuck out of here, okay? <laughs> I'm talking. I got to fucking draw. I got to jump hurdles across her fucking old man who doesn't want me there because he knows I want to fuck his daughter. You're okay? going to fuck so- up the bloodline. Exactly. The Messiah's still coming, you fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> No, dude, this mom, is what we deal with. Dude, my, right? mom, my mom would answer the fucking phone, mm-hmm. and if chicks were to call me, she'd fucking say I wasn't home. Or like, no, she'd say wrong number. I don't fucking live there. What so a much cop blocker. fucking hang up, dude. You, dude, dude. You should be happy that it wasn't your dad picking no. up. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> 
So what do you look like? Let me tell you something. Can you send me a picture? Can I tell you something? I was in the living room one time. It's 11 o'clock at night. Some chick shows up to the fucking pad. Uh Hooter's probably a senior. He's just trying to fucking make enough credits to graduate on time. This fucking... Even with the basketball coach helping this motherfucker, he still needed fucking help. He couldn't do it, huh? He needed help, right? And so all of a sudden... And I'm just hoping he graduates, right? And fucking... here It's 11 o'clock at night. I'm on the couch watching TV. There's a knock on the door, and it's some chick I'd never seen in my life. And this mm-hmm. was, and, and, and I don't know. I mean, I don't mean to throw them under the table right now, but goddamn. <laughs> I don't know if it was 11th grade or 12th grade, whatever grade it was. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and she goes, um, I'm like, hey. And it's this girl, right? She's, yeah. she's a teenage chick, and, I'm, and, and she's got sweats and a scrunchie and no book. And then I go, uh, can I help you? And she goes, yeah. I'm here to help Martine study for the history test. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, come on in. He's in the back room. <laughs> what am I going to say? Go fuck yourself? I want him to graduate. I want him to learn his history. <laughs> I can't argue that. You're the fucking father of the year. Huh? Like, oh, anybody who tells me otherwise shit, is an asshole. Dude, yeah. Oh, my fuck, God. That's crazy. So, so, okay, now let's yeah. go back to Northwestern. Uh-huh. Now you, you got your heart broken, mm-hmm. but you graduate. Yeah. You get out of there, and yeah. now what do you do? Oh, Jesus Christ. That 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 began the long fucking that that was the desert. That was Lawrence of Arabia. I'm 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 trying to get by trying to get across Akabar. I'm just I don't know what the fuck I'm gonna do. And it's Phoenix. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, well, what the f-? but you, so you went, back, you to went back home. <clears throat> I went to Phoenix for about uh let's see, I got a ninety-six. I stayed there till two thousand. That's when I came out here. So for four years, I'm trying to figure out what the fuck I'm gonna do. 21, I think about a year into it, I'm working, uh, I'm working shit jobs. I, I, I'm working as a teacher's aide. Then I work at um, Wells Fargo in the mail room. Then I did, no, I did overnights still fixing machines. Still in Arizona. Now, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Is there pressure from the family? Like, no. dude, you got a fucking degree. My what mom and dad have never said, because... You know, look, they're fucking. They're, they're because fucking most poor Latino Mex- family would have been like, "Hey, fuitas a la escuela, pendejo. Por qué yeah. estás trabajando aquí? Go get a fucking like a." But my parents a college were. Job. My yeah, parents were like, take them they out didn't the hood, know. dude. Shit. My mom's still asking me about that. When's that going to happen? It's like she had. My mom is so fucked, fucking disappointed in me as a human being that she went and adopted a Chinese brother of mine. All right, he's a cop in Phoenix. He bought them a house. Wait, 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 wait. I got a whoa, Chinese. Whoa, whoa. I got a Chinese stepbrother. When? It was all those oh, fucking films you watched. Happened, I know. I know. <laughs> Your mom was like, you know what, dude? Those kids are cute as fuck. Let's get one. You look all these Asian fucks. Well, now you got a brother. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Write a movie with him, you fuckface. My mom was a teacher's aide. And this, this guy went to school there. And, you know, I mean, I think his family was, was very, you know, Chinese families, especially especially from from the mainland, from China. Okay, wait a they're minute. They're not wait very minute, Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You've already been saying a bunch of racist, crazy shit. What? Be racist, careful sexist. with sexism. I'm not saying. Be careful I'm, when you start talking about. What the fuck have I, I said that's been racist and sexist? I'm just kidding. I'm just, just fucking. With, you know, I'm just fucking. No, it's just it, 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 there, there doesn't. T- <laughs> this is a sensitive podcast. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Your I, mom got come done, but that's another story. I know you 18 years, motherfucker. I know how sensitive you. Oh, shit. I've okay. been there. Okay, so 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 I'm trying to stay on so, track here. Okay, so, so, so now are you doing comedy at this time? Uh I just started doing stand-up. Mm-hmm. I just started doing stand-up. I, I I invite some friends. I think to myself, well shit. 
people have done this. Were you funny right away? I've been funny since I was a kid. Okay. I mean, I won't brag about a lot of shit, but I will say, I and everybody, all of my friends told me, you were the funniest guy in in except for that guy that never did it. You know, sure. There's always that one guy who never did it. That he blew he blew us away. Oh yeah, he that killed. motherfucker will kill. He killed all at the, the party in the backyard in the living room. Living room balls are easy. Exactly. Stage exactly. balls are hard. Completely different. Yeah. But people would tell me there's no surprise that this is what you do. When did you when did you make the big move to LA? I was living alone in an apartment. I I, I moved out of my mom's house ninety-eight, ninety-nine, and I just wanted to do a year trying to figure out, can I pay my bills and take care of everything? And I'd be responsible enough to make that jump. In Arizona? In Arizona. What the fuck was rent? 200? Rent was 450. Okay. But I had car insurance. I had electricity. You, when, when you have your mom and dad taking care of everything, yeah, yeah, oh, absolutely. it's a completely different thing. I, was, I wasn't like, you. oh, I'm just going to go out there and fucking do some stupid shit. This motherfucker is like, you know. Hey, fuck <laughs> it. Listen, you know what? I quit my job at UCLA over and a I love you for card. It. Over a it's card. Hilarious. Over a card in Santa Barbara that said, when you come to the end yeah. of all the light you can see and must take a step into the darkness of the unknown, mm-hmm. either there will be solid ground for you to stand on or you will fly that's right and that was confirmation for me to say quit your job i mean it wasn't and that's fucking that crazy time yeah. i still have that fucking card frame i get you i get mine yeah. was was a bukowski quote what matters most is how well you walk through the fire but you did trial and error type you said let me see if i could fucking if i can figure it out here if it works out here then i'll go out there no it wasn't about if it works out here it had to it work was out. how am i gonna make it work I got to figure out, because I wasn't going to borrow money from my family. I wasn't, I saved money. I wasn't going to go to my mom. In fucking, in 20 years, 21 years, I've borrowed from my mom and dad maybe once. I borrowed, you know what I borrowed? I borrowed money for, for when the car broke down once, and I borrowed money when I needed uh, cash to join the Screen Actors Guild. Wow. That's the only time I've ever borrowed money from them, and they've gotten their money back. They've always gotten their money back, you know. If it it means I don't I don't get to do certain things, and you got to remember something. I I had the Screen Actors Guild thing when I had no money coming in, nothing. Everything it was it was shit. I I joined. And you know what? Props for being part of SAG. I because that's you know, huge. That's I huge. love it. That's I think huge. I think to myself, it's like fuck. I'm do. I might not be living my dream the way I wanted to live it, but I'm living my fucking dream. I'm not at the post office. I'm not teaching every goddamn day. I'm out there. I'm on set. <clears throat> You've been on set. Mm-hmm. When you're on set, it's fucking magic. There's something about... I did, a, I did an extra work on Ray Donovan about six months ago. And I was, uh, um, I was kidnapped at the back of a submarine shop or something, you know? And they tied me up. They put the fucking duct tape on my mouth. And when they said, shoot... When they said action, in my head, I'm like, I'm a fucking, I'm captive. I'm freaking out. I'm trying to get into this as best as I can. I don't know how well it came out on screen. I, I thought it was okay. But I, I was there. And it didn't matter. There were no lines and the camera wasn't always on me. But I gave it my all. You had a Super Bowl commercial too. I did have a Super Bowl commercial. Yeah. I had a Super Bowl commercial. I've done. You were on Love. I was on Love. Which is a huge fucking yeah. uh, Netflix season, yeah. season two. I, the, the, the season finale of season two. Yeah. 
I had a part on that. I saw it. I was, it was, I, you know. I said, that's fucking Ricky Ramos. Yeah. <laughs> I told Chicken, that's Ricky it's fucking It's unbelievable. <laughs> this thing works out. This town is such a weird And, and you know what's crazy is, though, when, when, people, when people see you in <laughs> on television, they're mm-hmm. like, oh, this guy made it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, he's, he's fucking balling. Yeah. He's fucking, he's the man. Yeah. And and they don't know. They don't know that I'm restraining a kid the next day, getting spit on in my fucking. Wait, wait, wait! wait. Hey, slow down. Hey, oh, I'm gonna get to that. I'm gonna get to that. 18, you can't be restraining kids, motherfucker. God when this kid it, is getting Ricky ready Ramos. to throw a fucking chair at one of my staff yeah, that's members, not good. That's you gotta not take good. that motherfucker yeah, 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 to the ground. You gotta take him down. You gotta be you a know? hero. <laughs> you gotta be a hero, Ricky Ramos. Dude, <laughs> if that fucking you. chick from Chicago sees Netflix, dude, she has seen it. Oh shit! You know what's weird? She sent me an email on it. It's weird because I hadn't talked to this chick. I didn't talk to her after sophomore year because I hated her. <laughs> I fucking hated her with a passion that you couldn't imagine. I held on to my anger. I was I was just fucked up because she was the first one. She destroyed me. But but it's it's a different thing because you need help. I I need a I got friends to talk to. That's it. That's all I got. That's my thing. This is my therapy talking about this shit. When they say you got to go to see a psychiatrist, no, you need about three good friends that you can be fucking down with and yeah. talk to that shit. Hey, listen, we'll you know, that's all the matter. Fucking bourbon and let's go. Exactly. Boom. I'll let's go. Cure your we'll, we'll go through this shit, yeah, you know? Absolutely. I mean, we you it, it's a matter of talking and getting it out and and understanding what's wrong. But the thing about it with with her, she was the spark that made me angry as fuck, hating white people, pissed off as all hell. You don't hate white people anymore. I don't hate. I hate. I don't hate anybody anymore. Good. Good. I'm disgusted with humanity as a whole, but I don't hate anybody. This motherfucker. What did she say? What did she say in the email? She said, "Saw you on on love. Wow, it's, it's great that you made it. It's you know, it's good to see that." Thanks, bitch. <laughs> no, you didn't respond. Tell me, you re- tell me, you didn't respond. I responded. I just you motherfucker. I didn't write anything big. I just like, hey, thank you very weak much. Like, motherfucker. <laughs> new email. Who this? Yeah. <laughs> <No>. All day. <laughs> new live. Who this? No. <laughs> this is the thing. Let, let me tell you something. Like, when I went to my reunion. I went to my reunion. I know and, I went to any of those fucking things. I went to my reunion. My friends were going. We were like, let's do this shit. What the reunion? last time? My my 20th college reunion. Oh, you went to your college reunion? I went to my college reunion. Fuck yeah. Look at you. I had to go. I had to see Chicago one last time, all you right. know? All right. So I go there, and um, they're all meeting at a spot called Tommy Mulligan's or some shit, and it was like $70 to do that. And I was like, fuck that shit. You hung out outside. No, what I did was because I didn't know I didn't know if they were gonna have an open bar. I didn't know if they were gonna have Guinness. I didn't want to fuck around, so I called up a buddy of mine and I was like, "Are you going?" He's like, "Nah." I was like, "Meet me at World of Beers." He was like, "Let's go." So we met up at World of Beers and we drank for about three hours, just pounding beers, laughing. And I hadn't seen this guy in I don't know fifteen twenty. I'd seen him like once in twenty years, so it was like catching up. Right? We sat there and talked. People were calling. Me, the people that I had gone to the reunion with were calling me. I was like, people are asking about you. They want to know where you're at. And I was like, tell them the truth. Fucking King Ramos ain't going to the party. The party's going to come to me. I'm at World of Beers. You motherfuckers want to see me? Come over here. And these people came because I'm a fucking cunt. I am. I'm an asshole, you know? So you didn't go to the fucking thing? I didn't go to the thing. You spent $70 on I World didn't spend of Beers? It. I spent a hundred and some $70. But you the, got fucked up. But I got fucked up. And you didn't have to dress like a guy in that monkey. No. Yeah, and all I these love ass- that. all these assholes came to me. That's great. And she was one of them. Oh, she came. She came over. And did you tell her no? 
Did Would you, you run say, away? <laughs> did you run away, dude? Did you run away? Did you have your running shoes on? I just <laughs> did sat you there flip and... the script? <laughs> she married. She got two kids. What the fuck? God damn it! You know what? You what I did? Just made some shit up, bro. You know what I did? Yeah, dude? nobody knows. Did nobody you, knows her. You should have just fucking strung us along. I thought you went to film school. Give us a fake story. Give us the fake story. Give us something we want. Truth is always funnier, motherfucker. <laughs> At one point, I did say to her, I said, hey, wait a minute. Let me get this straight. I heard you married a German. Oh, shit. And she was like, yes. And wait, wait, and wait, like, wait, 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 wait. Her parents had a problem with her dating a Mexican, mm-hmm. yeah. but let her fucking marry a dude from the race that almost yeah. fucking yeah. wiped them out. I, I said the goddamn that. face of the earth. I looked at her. I said, you know what? I don't know a lot about Jews. All I know is basically what Mel Brooks has told me. But, <laughs> but oh, shit, basically, shit. I don't think you guys have a pretty good history with each other. And she was like, you know what? <laughs> Fuck you. It was great. Wow. I got my, I got my fucking hook. I, I got get, it I, in. I, I get it. I get you it. Know? I get it. All right. But it was like, did it was, she look as good as she did? Unfortunately, she did. Wow. Oh, that yeah. sucks, she had, dude. She had these Jew girl with these big tits. She was fucking great. Ah, it was great. To, it was just, it was one of those things, but it's like, I worried about seeing her because I was like, how much of that shit am I still hanging on to? And when I saw her, I thought to myself, this doesn't mean shit. You know what's crazy? Nothing. That, that uh, I, I, um, you know, I, I ran into, this was years ago, I ran yep. into an ex that I thought I was still in love with. Mm-hmm. And I remember telling my sister, I go, I ran into blah, blah, blah. And, you know, we, we exchanged numbers and I, I think... I think I could get her back. And my sister goes, what are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> and listen, I told you, my sister and me are exact polar opposites. Yeah. And she said, you've hurt that girl enough. She goes, you're not in love with her. It's been 10 yeah. plus years. Mm-hmm. You're in love with the memory of what it was. She's right. She goes, let it go. Yeah. Because, yeah, I'm sure you guys could get back together. But you're just going to fuck shit up again. Why? Let leave her alone. Yeah. And I thought to myself, she's absolutely right. Yeah. And now I think to myself, she ruined my chance at love. No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> if you cared about this bitch, you'd walk away. <laughs> that's the way I am. Why? What's the reason why I am? Why? Oh, that's I know, why I know. I'm all fucked up. No, I'm kidding. No, but you know what? She but made you know total sense. I mean? You're yeah. in love with the memory. It's not the same the person. Like, we all evolve as well, people. Well, that's the thing. It's like it's like a part of me has to be grateful for to her because she got me to where like you asked me if i would do northwestern again yeah absolutely because it made me the man that i am today and i don't have a problem with the guy that i am i I have got no problem i think things haven't worked out the way i wanted but this fucking life ain't over well they They worked worked out out. but this life ain't over listen rick i'm gonna tell you something right now and 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 I've realized this uh, now that I'm a little I'm, I'm a few years older than yeah, you, yeah, a little bit. And 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 when I start thinking about it, we are always looking for a destination. Mm-hmm. And the reality is that life is the journey. Yeah. And the more you enjoy that journey, mm-hmm. and the happier you are throughout that journey. Yeah. Is what because it doesn't make any sense to get to the destination. And then say, okay, yeah. now I can be, get the fuck out of mm-hmm. here. Be happy where you're at. If you are not happy where you're at, you're not going to be happy when you get to where the fuck you're going. That's the thing. You know, I'm, I'm happy. The, 
the job has its ups and its downs, and I care about those kids. As weird as it might sound, now you're fucking not okay. So you were you were a substitute teacher for I many years. I was a years. substitute teacher for two years in Phoenix, and I was a substitute teacher for almost eleven years in LA. That's a long fucking time. Yeah, that was the longest Honestly, job I've dude, ever had. I feel that's like the dream job to have. What the the teacher job? Yeah, the substitute job. This is why it's difficult because you go in there and. You're just kind of, you're working, but you're babysitting in a weird way. And now, if, and as if opposed any, to babysitting fucking being the regular teacher? As opposed to at least you can, it's weird because for a 10, look, I had kids that were in kindergarten that I saw graduate middle school and it's depressing. It's depressing because, especially in the public school system, especially in the inner city, because I taught South Central, North Hollywood, uh, East L.A., Hollywood. I taught the worst fucking areas. I taught, I made my bones. I fucking earned my time. I would hear horror stories about kids. I would see parents that had no business being parents, and it fucking breaks your heart because it makes you, it makes you lose faith in humanity. You know, near the end of it, my buddy was like, you know, you were never a fucking, you were never like, you were never like a sunshiny day. But this shit is killing you. You got to get out of this. Because I took it too seriously, man. Broke my fucking heart. I mean, I know I'm an asshole and I talk shit. But when you look at a bunch of kids and you think to yourself, fuck, you, you, you got no future. You're not learning anything. You're fucking illiterate. There ain't no job for you when this shit is done. The fuck are you going to do? You're really, you know, you're Mexican. You came over here. You didn't speak English. Now you barely speak English. You don't really speak Spanish. You're fucking illiterate in both languages. What the fuck are you going to do? Welfare is not a bad thing. No. <laughs> <laughs> now, what grade were you doing? <laughs> All right. What I do taught, you say to that? I taught um, elementary. I taught from pre-K to fifth grade. Well, see, that's crazy talk, dude. Yeah, because nope. your life ain't over then. Yeah. Plus, I, if I was a It's sub, not crazy talk because, if, sub, because sub, if the foundation isn't there, then everything else that comes after it. Look, let's, okay, let's say a kid makes it out of an L, the L.A. Unified School District, makes it through middle school, makes it through high school, then gets to college. The school system is so shitty that by the time they get to college, they don't have the tools. They don't have the tools, and they're gonna fight. They're gonna fucking fail out unless you have an exceptional kid. I, I can ki- I can respect you know what I mean? that. I do because I do. I I know. Yeah. I know that based on school districts. Yeah. That, and my both my uh, sisters are. Yeah, I have teachers. two sisters yeah. that are teachers. I have friends that are teachers. Teachers mm-hmm. and knowing the school systems in the inner city. Yeah. And then knowing school systems in affluent neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. You see the tools that that kids get versus the uh, mm-hmm. the limitations that yeah. they have, and it's it, it really isn't fair. It's not when, fair at when, all. When people start saying that it, everybody has the same fucking opera, that's bullshit. <laughs> it's, it it really is it bullshit, it's not, and, it's not and it's same. sad, and yeah. it's really sad. And and so I see what you're saying. If the foundation isn't there, and yeah, you're right. Because at first I'm thinking to myself, you can't just say. These kids are doomed, but unless it's an exceptional kid mm-hmm. who has the who manages to figure it out and yeah. get those tools, a lot of times they they find themselves um, just uh, hitting roadblocks. Yeah, with no way, yeah. with no uh, 
no, I hate to say tools again, yeah. but with without without the uh, um, what the what's the goddamn word? I'm, the resources. Mm-hmm. To, to get anything else and that that's shitty well, look, I feel it, like it's, elementary school that's too long it's the whole day you're gonna get attached but if you were to have done like high school it's 55 minutes and you get a new batch of kids and that's as far that's as even sub. worse because but you're not getting attached yeah getting you're not getting attached it's not enough time you get a mariachi. That's your problem. I'm, I'm, that's I'm, the problem, bro. I'm too cynical and too pessimistic and it was it was look I'm lucky I made it 12 years 12, 13 years it's a long years. time I did that shit for a long time. And now and you're working. And now, so after that, now you're working with at-risk kids. I'm working at, yeah, I'm working with proby kids. I'm working with kids that have fucking major problems. Okay, Parental so elementary problems, school problems, yeah. stressed you and saddened you. So but I'm you, old, but I'm old, but I was young then and I'm old now. Oh. <laughs> now you're more prepared. I'm all, I'm all fucking scar tissue now. Oh, shit. So I now you're not shit. getting attached? No, I can feel myself getting attached. God damn it. Rick. It's fucked up. <laughs> But you know what? I think that's why. I think. I think that's why. I think that's why we we because you you legit give a fuck. Yeah, I do. You know, as much as you fucking have this like this this outer like I drink Guinness and everybody can suck my dick. I read Bukowski and I'm just fucking jaded. But you really do give a fuck. Sadly, I do. Yeah. That's not sad. That's I mean, good. It's, just, it's it good. Would be easier Listen, if I the did world it. the world is better because people give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, I know. I think so. Well, this is the thing. It's like you know, it's weird because some of the kids have asked me because they found out I've done stand up. They find out, they, you know, they get access. They they've seen me. They ask me who I've known. I tell them I know you. They know who you are. They know who gave it. They know. They ask me about the comedy store. They ask me about the history of it. I, 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 it's weird. I'm gonna take this one. Yeah, go ahead. All right. It's it's weird because I look at these kids and I was like, I'm you know, it scares me. Look, I'm I'm 43. I don't know. I was telling somebody this. I don't know if I lucked out in never meeting a good woman and having kids. What is a good woman? A woman that can deal with my shit and whose shit I can deal with. That's not a good woman. That's, That's just a, good a woman. fucking chick with issues. Well, maybe if you had <laughs> look. Maybe if you had kids, you wouldn't be worried and fucking so stressed about all these other fucking kids. Probably not. Because for I'd be sure, worried about my to, kids. Yeah, because I know. I mean, I have my kids, and like, if I see some other kid yeah, like about to kids. jump <laughs> off a fucking chair or something, I don't give a mother fuck, dude. <laughs> I as long as my kid, yeah, as long as my <laughs> kids are safe, dude. Everybody else's kids, who gives a mother fuck? <laughs> Yeah, but at the same time, it's just like, look, I mean... You're like Jesus. <laughs> Suffer not the children to come on to me. <laughs> I've always felt this. <laughs> well, grow the hair out, get a beard. Oh, shit, dude. No, you know what? Oh, shit. You get to know people, you get to talk to them. It's very difficult to not feel for them. It's very difficult to not get to that point where you care about another person. That that's been that's been my thing throughout my life. That's why I a handful of friends. I got because I don't right need now. more than that. I'll tell you this much, Rich. I think yeah. I, th- I think that you are uh, Ricky. I think that you are your toughest critic, and and which is good. Yeah. Uh, but there's a lot of accomplishments. I mean, you've managed to stay in Los Angeles. Uh, for a long, long time, yeah, regardless years. of how the fuck you did it, you've you've done comedy. You've uh, worked with some of the biggest names in comedy. Yeah, 
Uh, people uh, uh, know who you are. You have done acting gigs. Yeah. You are a. Your name is at the comedy store. I'm on the wall. Which is fucking huge. Let me tell you something about that. Well, go ahead. I'm going to tell you the story go ahead. No, about go that ahead, night. Please. I was working at the door. I was working the door. And I've been working the door about maybe six months. And that woman scared the shit out of me. You're talking about Mitzi. Mitzi. I'm the second to last group that she passed. That she passed. That's huge. I'm not shitting on the guys that are in there now, although I am. Fuck them. You shouldn't shit on them. No, it, it's a different but, generation. But, but it's this a different the, generation. But my attitude. But congratulations. No, no, no. But, there was yeah, a, they, no, no, no. There, there was a point because we're talking about ten years ago when I got passed. No, no, no. We're talking about more than that. Oh, God, I've been a comedy store guy for fifteen years. 16 years. You were there with the Marilyn Martinez days. I was there with Marilyn, Freddie, Joey, Joey all Freddie those guys. Freddie Soto, yes. Yeah. I, when I got passed, she passed me. I was wearing my comedy store doorman shirt. I had, I, I went up, I showcased in front of her. I came down. She looked at me and she said, you're very funny. I'm going to make you a paid regular. I fucking cried. I was prouder of becoming, <laughs> I was prouder to, I was proud of becoming a fucking comedy store regular that I wasn't graduated from college. Wow. That shit fed Fuck yeah. the fucking world to no, me. That, but you know what? That's what makes you a fucking ballsy guy's oh, comment. Congratulations oh, on fuck. that. Oh, fuck. I was... I the was... fact that Mitzi Shore said that shit to you. Oh, man. You're all she, choked she, up and crying, you fuckface. Yeah, I know. I'm a fucking... <laughs> <laughs> That's your mom coming out nah, right now. I was like, <laughs> I ran to that back when they had that phone. I called my mom. That was the first thing I did. Says, fuck, you know, like a sniveling yeah. fucking little fuck, like a little <laughs> bitch, like a little bitch, and I've always been. Marilyn was there, Joey was there. I had Joey family. Joey Coco did. Joey Coco did. I had family. It's fucking great. It's not in my life. Fucking great. It's not in my life, man. It's just fucking hilarious, to me. dude. That not listen, Rick. That's huge. That's huge. That's what, oh, so. Man. So when I tell you, when I tell you, holy fuck, dude. You, uh, that, 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 that's a huge body of oh, fucking, yeah. uh, of, of accomplishments. That's fucking awesome. And it's, 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 it's and it's Marilyn, listen, Marilyn Martinez didn't oh. like a lot of people. <laughs> she didn't. She Let, did let's it. be fucking honest. Said, yeah, yeah. And she absolutely. fucking loved you. God damn. You know, it's, it's, I miss that woman. She was like your comedy mom. God, she, she was the first, she was the first person that actually gave me stage time. She was touring Phoenix with the Hot and Spicy Mamitas, her, Sully McCullough, Lyd, uh, Lydia, Nicole, and uh, Ludovica. And I, I saw Ludovica. I saw Ludovica during Christmas. She's the best. I love Ludo. Ludo's the best. She just got back from Puerto Rico. I saw that. She said she was in Puerto Rico, and uh, and she, uh, I, I got to get her on here. I want to interview her because she she was telling me a oh, story she got about some how stories. they were out there. She was out there after the hurricane, mm-hmm. trying to you know with her family. Yeah. And she said that they were in line to get gas uh-huh. for five hours. Oh, my God. And after five hours, they came and said, we're out of gas. Yeah. Uh, if you guys want to wait another five hours, there might be a shipment coming. And she goes, and you know what happened? Everybody stayed. We put on music and started dancing. You got to love that. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck, Ludo? And she goes, baby, what else are we going to? And I said, Ludo, I gave her a big ass hug. Yeah. And I said, that's fucking Awesome and be- so beautiful, yeah. so fucking beautiful. She's a beautiful uh, human it was being. at the it was at the uh, it was at the Christmas party at the haha. Mm-hmm. And so when she told me that, and uh, and we talked about Marilyn a little bit, Marilyn yeah. Martinez, and 
And and if anybody you know listening hasn't heard Marilyn, I think her stuff is still out on. It's online. still out there. You can get it. Yeah, mm-hmm. she was fucking one of the funniest fucking women. Uh, just comics. She was a great comic. She was a great comic and a great human. Yeah. And uh, but anyway, on her during her um memorial over at the comedy store <laughs> one of the where, greatest nights one of the greatest nights ever and i think I, yeah. I i agree yeah. and and i was fortunate enough to be there yeah. uh, i wasn't on the road so i was fortunate enough to be there mm-hmm. you read yeah a letter <laughs> from felipe esparza yeah. to maryland mm-hmm. and when you read it you legit channeled felipe esparza yeah you really and you read it in his voice yeah. and it killed yeah, and it was funny, and it was heart t- heartwarming, and there was a part I, I'll never forget it. You said when people just started like clapping, mm-hmm. and then you said it says pause for applause break. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> Man, he wrote that. Felipe wrote that. He wrote that in. He wrote that in. Yeah, gave it to me. I was like, but, fucking. But awesome. anyway, Ludovica. Went up there, and Marilyn Martinez always said, "Make a memory. Yeah. Make a memory." That was it. Was her, her thing. last great bit? That yeah, was a great bit. It was a. You remember the bit? I, it was I a remember great the bit. fucking bit. It was, it was a great, great bit. bit. But when when Ludovica went on stage, she she had a trench coat. She had a trench coat, and mm-hmm. she did her talk, and then she said, um, "Marilyn always said, make a memory, and you know what? This is for you." And she fucking opened her trench coat. This bitch was fucking naked. And Ludovica still looks hot. Still looks good. Her body is banging. She got a body. Fuck yeah. And she fucking just flashed with all that bush on her Mm -hmm. fucking pussy. And it was fucking, (laughs) it looked like 70s porn. It was fucking beautiful. And that was a memory that I will never forget. The LA Times did a fucking article on that. Yeah. And uh, I was that Josh, Josh, wrote it. Sandoval, Josh, Josh Sandoval interview. wrote it, and I was one of the people quoted on yeah, that fucking I remember article. That. It was crazy. I, I, you know what? It's weird because the comedy store, the comedy store is this weird place for me because I feel, I feel weird going back there. I get, I get, I get the shakes when I get in there sometimes. But I think everybody does. It's yeah, a, it's, it's hollowed a, ground, really. Oh, it's, it's, it's a weird place to be. I did my time there. Uh, there was a time where I was very angry and bitter at the place, but I'm getting ready to go back because I earned it. And I can't just fucking walk away from something that I fought and struggled for. I worked there. I worked the door there for five goddamn years, and it was rough. I remember God, you brought me in when yeah. fucking Eddie Izzard showed yeah. up. Yeah. I, I, went, I went and I, and, you, and you knew that I was I a knew big you were Eddie Izzard I called. fan. As soon as I knew he was coming, I was like, you know what? Get your ass. If you're in town, get your ass down there because I'm going to get it you It was in. one of the best shows yeah. I've ever been yeah. to. We saw some, I mean, it's weird. That place is, I know it sounds strange, but when I would go on in the OR or the main room, always in the back of my mind, I thought to myself, Richard Pryor stood here. And that... That might not mean a lot to you. Went to up a lot in the people. OR. You went up in the fuck, dude. That's huge. Yeah, I fought my ass off in the OR, and I loved every second of it. You know what? I I don't regret any of it. I don't regret going to school. I don't regret the comedy store. You I don't regret the jobs. I don't regret any of it. It's all moving towards another place for me because the writing's getting better. I'm getting older, and I'm actually starting to look like the guy that I've always imagined myself to be. You are always an old dude yeah. in a young man's body. I'm way older than you. You're young. 
You're a kid, man. No, man. You're a kid. You're such a fuck. You're so full of life and a good time. You're a fucking animal. And you, when I met you, you were a fucking animal. Hooter, talk to him. No. <laughs> <laughs> I went to Mexico with you, motherfucker. Oh, I know. I know. I, know, I, know, I mean, I know. we've a long had time some, ago. <laughs> we've had some adventure. You're not. You're that guy still. I'm. St- I don't know that I'm still that you're, guy. You're not I, you know, that I'm not guy, that but you're guy. still. You know, I, I still like to have a good time. Still I still like to party, time, and, I, and I do. I, listen, I, I'm a firm believer that this ain't no dress rehearsal. Yeah. You're only here for, and I, I know these are cliches, <laughs> but you're only here once. That's right, You baby. better make it count. That's right, <laughs> You know, all that shit. And, and I've, I've always taken that to heart. And, and uh, a, lot, a, lot, a long time ago, I heard somebody say, be the party. Yeah. You know, everybody waits for somebody to show up to light up the party. Fuck that. Be, be the, the party. Be the party. If you got to be the guy screaming, shot, shot, shot. Oh, yeah. Be that motherfucker. But this is the thing that always, this is the thing that connected us 18 years ago. And still, no matter how long, because there's been, I think we've gone a year, year and a half without talking. Of course. I mean, listen. Not, I, not because, not because. because it's, 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 yeah. it's, 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 it's when you know somebody for that yeah. length of time, yeah. there's going to be stretches where there's you don't be, see yeah. them. Absolutely. But this is the thing. This is the thing. Here's another one. This is the next. This, this is, is, the, this next, is, this this is, is the, the fucking thing. next thing, bitch. <laughs> you cocksucker. This is it. Uh, you were probably one of three comics that I knew. This is the sad thing. When, when it comes to comedy, you kind of think, when you get into it, you think comics are the smartest guys in the world. Maybe in the 70s and 80s they were. But we're dealing with some dumb fucks now. I know a lot of dumb fuck Listen, comics. Before you say anything, I fucking said I'm gonna fuck. Before you say anything, I'm gonna no. tell you right now. No. I think I'm one of those dumb fucks. No, no, I, think, I, no. Th- I really do. No, you, you're ridiculous, but you're not a dumb fuck. <laughs> you're a fucking maniac. You, you, you'll draw conclude. You'll, you'll make the fuck. You'll make the argument fit. I'll give you that. <laughs> You'll take enough information to say, oh, yeah, oh, fucking shit. Jesus. Our religious discussions <laughs> alone, I'm like, okay. <laughs> All right, motherfucker. I used to love to torture you. Oh, it was the best. I was just sitting there going, oh, Jesus, I remember fuck. being in Sacramento. And, oh, and listen, that was the best. I, I remember being in Sacramento, <laughs> fucked up, smoking weed, and oh. you're sitting there telling me how the Bible contradicts itself. It does contradict and then, itself. And then I bring the Bible down as I'm fucking hitting the blood, and I'm like, show me one place where it contradicts itself. <laughs> just one. And he just looks up. Maybe and he contradiction goes, is the no, wrong. Hold on, he goes, "Fuck you." He goes, <laughs> "You know I can't." <laughs> and the crazy part is that I could have showed you a hundred because <laughs> it does. Because you're a fucking dick. <laughs> but this is the thing, and this is why we're friends. To this, this is why we had a. I don't got friends for eighteen years. Oh, shit. I get rid of motherfuckers. I can't stand most people. But you and I have been on this journey. You're like a brother to me. You know, we've been through the shit. We've we've seen fire. We've seen rain. We're kicking ass this still. We're old as fuck. <laughs> fuck yeah, man. Fuck yeah. Listen, I but, this, I... but but look, look, look. You're one of the few guys that I can sit down and have a fucking intelligent conversation with. Whether I agree with some of the shit you say or disagree, you and I connect on that level. And the majority of comics that I talk to, I'm sitting there going, just stop fucking talking. That's a huge compliment. It's, I, Thank it comes you. from the heart. Thank you very much. You're, one of the, you're that guy, that. though. I appreciate that. Yeah. Because I don't, I don't see myself like that. A lot of times I make some, 
I make a lot of mistakes. I've made so many mistakes that sometimes I question just, am I really, am, am I, I'm just a dumb fuck. Because I, I, I again, and it's a, it's a constant evolution as a human being. And I think that, that I think I'm trained just like most people to see flaws and yeah. see this and see that. And, and, I, and now I'm starting to look at it as an opportunity for growth. Look, I'll tell you this much. It ain't about how many times you get knocked down because every fucking idea that you've come to me over the 18 years has just <laughs> fucking hit the ground. It's like... <laughs> I don't know if there's ground left for, for it to hit, you know? <laughs> You've crashed and burned so many fucking times. You said something. And yet you still go after You still do it. You said something to me a few months ago that was really awesome and, and life-changing, and I thank you for it. You mm -hmm. said, we were sitting there and we were talking, and I said, I'm going to start putting some content mm -hmm. out. And I want to, I go, you, you, you film shit. Why don't you bring your camera? We'll go interview people. I can interview people here. I can interview people there. And then you looked at me and you said, okay. You go, I, listen, I don't know how the fuck you're going to take this, but the people that are listening to you want to listen to you. Yeah. Why do you keep deflecting and trying to put the focus somewhere else? And, and, I, and, I, and I stopped and it made me think. And I, and I got to tell you, Ricky, uh, it might have just been a, a little passing through conversation to you, but very shortly after that, I started this podcast. Yeah. So... So thank you. Thank no, you for I mean, that because you know. you, you've always been very real and you could have easily said, yeah, let's go interview that dude. <laughs> fucking I'm on that. my way. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm out there. Fucking, let's go interview that guy with the cross at Venice Beach. Yeah, he's interesting. No, no, no. You said, stop it. Yeah. Talk about you. And and uh, that's when me and Hooter started doing the yeah. Yo, Yo, Yo podcast. And, that, and that's, the, that's the thing. It's like you got personality. You got life experience. People like you. They want to know. Look. I don't know how much people like me, but I know they like listening to me talk about movies. And what's, that's your, what's, your podcast, what's your podcast called? My podcast is Watch This with Rick Ramos. Watch and that's what I do. Rick I just Ramos. talk about movies, you know? I, I'm not trying to share life. I'm not trying to share. Well, no. When I talk about movies, I talk about life stories as well because that's, that's the connection. But I'm not, I'm not offering advice. I don't know shit. All I know is work and comedy and the movies. And, 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 and there's this understanding. There, there, there comes to this point. See, you're a kid. You're 20, 25 right now? 26? 27 in a few weeks. You're 27. You got your whole life ahead of you. The only advice that I would ever give you is find the thing that you love and let that be the thing that drives you. Let that be the thing that ultimately kills you. Because that's what it's all about. I love... I'm a good comic. I'm not a great comic. I'm a good comic. But nobody talks movies better than fucking me. Nobody. I know more about movies. I've seen more movies. I can fucking talk movies. And that's what I love. And that's what I've dedicated myself to. That's all to. I know. That's it, baby. <laughs> it's like Boulevard I, I can't keep a fucking relationship. <laughs> I know what's going on, all right? Most jobs I can't keep. I'm lucky to have a but job that nobody that will have, fire me But from. it's good that you have a passion. Got, it's good you know, that you have a yeah. passion for something. Yeah. That's fantastic. It's the thing that it's the thing that keeps me going. It's the drive, man. You know, and and you know, I still do stand up because I love it. Because I love being on that stage. I love making them laugh. I love. I love. It's it's a fucking ego stroke. It's the greatest ego stroke that the arts have ever created. What's the last movie you reviewed on your podcast? The last movie in theaters was Coco. 
Coco. Yeah. Did you like it? Let me tell you something about this movie. Uh-oh. This movie's fantastic. Okay. Did it's you cry? Somebody. Not the first time. How many times did you see it? Tw- three times now. Really? I haven't seen Coco. I saw it the first time I've just to see I've been wanting to see it. Coco. I just saw well, Star this Wars. Well, the thing. So. I saw it the first time just to see it. The second time, I went to see it in Spanish. You don't but speak I had, Spanish. But I'd seen it the first time, and I speak enough Spanish to bridge that gap. All right. That's when it made me cry. Really? That's when it made me cry. The because Spanish the fuck, one made you the cry. The Spanish one made me cry because... Did you cry in Spanish? Ah, uh, fuck yeah. Oh, you're, you're, you're. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. The English is wow, wow, wow. No, you know what it was? The music was so much oh. more beautiful in Spanish. So watch it in Spanish. Watch if you you I, I owe speak it to Spanish. yourself to watch it in oh, Spanish. Oh, I'm a bilingual motherfucker. You need to be in there watching it in Spanish. The, the English is good, All right. but the Spanish is on a whole other level because I remember, I didn't grow up with those songs, but I remember my grandparents played them all the time. My, my grandparents played Chente. They played Pedro Infante, Jorge Negrete. They watched those movies. So it was there. And I remember, my, I remember how it made them feel. And by the end, when you're watching this kid connect with his grandmother, who's in the midst of dementia. I just got chills. It's just, it's I just fucking, got chills. It's, Pixar does this thing where they tap into the soul where no other, no other animation company can do. I mean, shit, Up. The first eight minutes of Up is an old woman, is, is a woman having a goddamn miscarriage in a fucking cartoon. Are you kidding me? You, you're, 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 I'm, I'm fucking losing it. I'm losing it. Like a fucking girl. Wow. I'm, I'm done. You called your mom. I called my mom. <laughs> No, I got drunk and called my mom, which is what I do. So, but Coco, Coco was just magnificent. It was, it's, it's probably in the top three best movies of the year. Wow. I would say that easily. And you are a critical oh, motherfucker. Yeah. You don't like shit. I hate most shit. I was reading your reviews the other day. Oh, Somebody yeah? was saying like, oh yeah, Rick Ramos will tell you why his movies are great. And if you mm-hmm. mention one movie, he'll shit on it and tell you why it's horrible. But I'll and, shit and, on and, it but, from but, my but, perspective. But, 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 but the fact that you're giving Coco this much props yeah, yeah. makes me want to watch Coco that but much But this is the thing. It's like, and I think it, with, with you and your relationship with your mom, a lot of that's going to hit home. All right. It's going to be hard. It's going to be rough, man. Because wow. this is the thing. This Great is, movies. This is the third thing, this guys. This is the third thing. <laughs> There's been a lot of things, guys. <laughs> this is the thing. <laughs> movies are about the baggage that you take into them. Movies are about your experiences, your relationship. I gave you a movie called Midnight Run years Loved ago. It. Loved Great it. Film. Great film. That's my dad. It took me... 15 years watching that movie to realize that's Ruben Ramos. Wow. I didn't realize it until De Niro did Meet the Parents, where he had that really short haircut. Yeah. And I called my mom. I was like, who does, who does, who does De Niro look like? And she was like, God damn, he looks like your dad. That thousand, and I've seen that movie way over 100 times. That movie is my Star Wars. You know how nerds watch Star Wars? Midnight Run, I've seen over 100 times. And it was because. There was something about that character that reminded me of my old man, an angry, pissed off guy who did the right thing in his life and got fucked for it. That's who he was. Wow. And that's, you know, movies are fucking powerful, man. They might be cliche from here and here and now, but they're cliche because so much of life is cliche. 
That's why a cliche works. And that's why it's beautiful. And that's why when you watch a movie, a great movie, you get taken to another world and, and, and nothing else matters. I've seen, I've seen maybe five great movies in 10 years. Maybe. Coco's up there. Coco's up. Coco's wow, up. that's huge. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. I'm checking it out. And it's just, it's just it's, you go into it and it's life affirming, you know? The best movies are. The best movies make you want to go out there and say, God damn, you know, I want to, I want to call my mom. I want to hug my boy. I want to, I want to be there for them. I don't want to waste this fucking time, man. You know? Are you, you crying again, you motherfucker? I probably will. I'm a fucking girl, you I know? I fucking love you. What fucking hell? The only you know fucking at the movies was where Ramos whack. <laughs> you know what? You know what's weird? I Mrs. Ramos on speed dial. Oh yeah, always. <laughs> fucking cry. Why do you, you know what? I, you should have a podcast th- with your mom. You oh, face. I think I'm thinking about it. Why do you think I turned the fucking phone off? Because I know I might call her. <laughs> you know, I'm. I, this is. Oh my god! I just. I love that shit so much, man. I love it. I, I fucking love how much passion you have for movies, dude. I really do. Yeah. Like, people, like, um, whenever I date anybody, I say, listen, I fucking love you, uh, but you're going to have to share my love because I love comedy. Yeah. I love, there's a lot of things I love. Yeah. And you just got here. Yeah. And for me to fucking just shut everything else out because you're here, you're out of your fucking mind. Yeah, but you know what? The right partner will want to go on that journey with Absolutely. you. Absolutely. And that's the thing. They'll want to experience what you know. You'll want to experience what they they are about. Yep. But it's it's that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for somebody I could take that journey with. You're gonna find it. Yeah. I mean, you know what? It, 40, it might be a guy, but fuck it. Hey man, I'll make <laughs> It's 2018. Won't, won't be as many headaches. I'll tell you that much. Maybe that shit will be easier. I don't fucking know. You know, I, I, I. It's weird because at 43, I found myself getting more and more sensitive and fuck. I cry a lot more than I used to. Oh, I'm a fucking crybaby, bro. Oh, I called I cry. my mother. I, I called. I've been, but I've been crying for years. Let me tell you something. I pissed the the kids pissed me off so bad this week that you cried. No. I called my mom. Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. And I told her what a great mom she was. <laughs> that I loved her. And I was okay. I was okay there. I was drunk, but I was okay. God damn it. Really then I get a text message saying, You're a great son. I love you. Oh. I fucking fell out. I lost it. I co- it was fucking <laughs> over for me. Fucking fucking Niagara Falls. I was like, well, ah, you uh, and every time I'm like, you fucking bitch, why can't you just let me have this? Why can't you just let me be fucking happy for once? Jesus. I got it out. Now you gotta fucking just oh do that. Fucking Rick love almost takes a bucket of tissues oh, and a bucket <laughs> of popcorn, dude. <laughs> I need it. Oh God! Oh, fucking, oh, I love you. Oh, this isn't the yo 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 podcast. It's the wah wah wah. Yeah, you bring me on. What the fuck did you expect? God damn it! It's like I'm a sensitive fucking, fucking pussy of a man. It's bad. Sprinkler McGee mm. over oh, here. I, I'm glad I only had one beer. I'd be crying. With you. <laughs> the fucking best. Oh, shit, Ricky oh. Ramos. Thank you for coming out. Oh, um, thank you for having me. You got me. anything else? No, that's it, dude. That's it. Yeah. That's hey, listen. We hey catch uh 
Catch me and Hooter over at Harvell's in uh, Long, Long Beach. Beach right? Long Beach, yes, on February 12th for the Heart Stravaganza. Uh, tickets are going on sale soon, I promise you. They will go on sale. Uh, and also, thank you to everybody that showed up. Uh, did we do an episode since Brea? No, right? No. Thank you for everybody that came out to Brea. We had a great freaking time for the Martin and Hooter show. Uh, Ricky, where's, where, where can we see you next? Oh, my God. You know what? Just pay attention to the podcast. I'm going to be putting it out there. Watch this with Rick Ramos. I'm on iTunes. Stitcher, and it's just I'm doing a I'm doing a a year in review all the 2017 films, but after that we're doing an episode on the blues, and we're going to talk about the music, we're going to talk about the artists, we're going to talk about the history, we're going to talk about selling your soul to the devil, we're going to talk about all that, and you know me, that is the passion. The blues is. Yeah, the greatest music this country has ever produced, and I can't wait to sit down and talk about it. That's fantastic. Yeah. Fucking love it. Thank you so much, Ricky Ramos. Thank you for having me. Man. Peace. Peace.